I'm Laura Linney, and this is Masterpiece Classic. Last time on Downton Abbey, a stranger named P. Gordon claimed to be a Crawley family member. He didn't have any evidence to prove that he was a Crawley family member. Cousin Matthew felt a tingle in his leg. Vera Bates mysteriously died, and World War I ended. And we'll pick up where that left off this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. And we are back. Yeah. So we, we made it through the, the difficult times of last week. And yeah. <laughs> World War One is over, thankfully, you know. We can we can move on. Our cousin friend Patrick is gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see the, the Snapchat I sent you the other day? Uh, I was on the subway and I, I saw a, an ad for a PBS show called Jamestown. I saw it. That it, I did see it. I didn't, as with most Snapchats I receive, I don't think about it much after, but I did see... Is it Fellows? No, it's the producers of Downton Abbey. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it just means they make pretty, uh, British dramas. So, anyways, keep an eye out on that. Uh, Jamestown. Yeah, keep an eye out for that on PBS and let us know if it's uh, worth a watch, if it's anything like Downton Abbey. Yeah, we'll do a sister podcast to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll review the pilot or something. Yeah, why not? We need some supplemental material here. I mean, if Lori Lenny is pr- promoting it... Maybe then it's worthwhile. I don't know. If do you she's think promoting. she puts her name on? Do you think she has any confidence in any of the masterpiece theater things, or do you think she just took that check? Couldn't have been a big check. It's PBS. Yeah, I mean, there must have been like maybe she knew of the show in Britain beforehand, and then. But isn't she on all the masterpiece theater ones? Because oh, it is shows she? um, it shows like other actors and actresses in that. Dun, 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 dun. Huh. So her, yeah, then her that doesn't carry much weight with her appearing in front of Downton, I guess. Do they put that in front of like Sesame Street? Is that still on PBS? <laughs> Is it? No, it's on HBO, right? I think it's a partnership. Yeah, no, I, I probably not. No, Lenny for that one. If but only. If only. <laughs> Could we just get replace Lenny with Big Bird? Oh, this week on Downton Abbey. Oh, <laughs> I don't think that's how Big Bird talks. Yeah, that was closer to Mickey Mouse. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, let's get uh, let's get on with the episode. Uh. Season two, episode seven, World War One. It's over. It's and we are. It's nineteen nineteen. It's not specified yeah. when in nineteen nineteen, but it's got to be like spring ish. Yeah, after they moved out all the sick people um, that were recovering there, uh, it shows Edith looking wistful that the the war being over. And Sybil. Yeah, the only people who wish the war kept going on, I guess, in the uh, in the household. They have a newly found sense of purpose. Yeah. I don't know what Edith was so much as she actually was valued for once. I think that was her purpose. Like, people actually like me. She was valued around the house. Yeah, Sybil's purpose was, I like to work. (laughs) Yeah, Sybil was a very forward-thinking human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's just keep going with the the Sybil thing. It's a a little... Sure, listen. It's not really like the A-plot at all, but it is pretty big. They've been building to this for weeks, as we've kind of teased with uh, Thomas just creepily or weirdly just being like you Creep, no creepily is correct yeah weirdly you love me you know this and we will be together 
tell me you like this. <laughs> tell me you want this. It's uh, yeah, and it's working. It, it worked. It worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so weird the way he's like, you've made your decision. <laughs> like there's like a finality of like yes or no, as if love is not a complicated thing. It's just like, yeah. Do you want to run away with me, or? No. Do you want to uh, burn your bridges? And she says, fetch me the matches. Yeah, that was, I wrote that line down. Yeah, yeah, they were burning bridges down. Um, so, yeah, they, they're going to go run off together. Uh, and they do run off together. Yeah, Sybil leaves a note <laughs> to her sisters telling them what's going on. I find it, I find it funny that she had to have left where they were going because Sybil... Um, Edith and Mary are so quick to get there. Like, how did they know where they're at? Did she put like... No, there's, there's a little sequence of... It's Edith... Well, Mary and Anna break into Sybil's mm-hmm. room. Yeah. Excuse me. And they find the note. Mm-hmm. And they put the pieces together. And then they show them in the car saying like, they can't have gotten that far. It's the middle of the night. That's true. Okay. So they just kind of stop at... You know, it's like the Hobbit. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. they're just like you're gonna bump into these people at the tavern eventually if you're following their path because, you know, they're in a car. Yeah, I guess that's accurate. But it's so funny. So like, the, you know, Sybil and Thomas decide like we're gonna do this and everything. And when they bust in the room, they're both fully clothed. Well, they're not married yet. Right, but I mean, like, it seems like he's been waiting for her to kiss him for so long and everything. So, what have they been doing in that hotel room, just like talking just about, like, talking, yeah? So, yeah, how to go with the decision? How how'd you how'd your thought process go or whatever? Like, that's just. I mean, you got to say, considering Branson's behavior this season, yeah, not a terrible look for him to not be like that immediately. Forward. You know, yeah, I'm sure they had conversations about the czar dying or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, going back to Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love though when Mary's like, "What about Ma and Pa?" And he says, "Prince uh, is like, what about them? Whatever." And she's like, "Pipe down! Like, <laughs> don't want to hear." Oh, your you. place, <laughs> yeah, Irishman. <laughs> uh, Sybil realizes, "Oh, I can't disappoint my parents." Like, oh wow, I probably should be a decent person and tell them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so oh. you got to give it to Edith for driving the car. Oh, that's right. The tractor uh, learning comes back into play there. Well, I mean, she learned a car before she learned a tractor. Didn't Branson teach her how to drive a car? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess she's tying into a little bit of her, like, her home wrecking skills by <laughs> getting in there and like breaking up this marriage before it happens. She's the blocker. Yeah, Edith is a blocker. Uh, kudos to her. Good job blocking, Edith. Yeah. I, I love also that Sybil tells her, Edith, earlier in the episode, like, you're so much nicer now than you were before the war. <laughs> Just you wait. <laughs> Yeah. Just wait, Sybil. Yeah. Oh, man. But then Sybil leaves with them mm-hmm. and says, Branson, come back in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fetch the car and everything. I mean, that's that's really it for that story. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It happens on the sidelines, and uh, all right. <laughs> I'm sure it'll come into play more. I'm sure it will. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the big thing that's been carrying on is... Richard Carlyle. <laughs> there's a lot of that. Like, like the first scene of him in this episode is Anna walking by, and he's like, "Is that you? I think I know who you are." <laughs> Whatever. Like, uh, what? It's Anna, isn't it? I've been waiting for you. He literally says the words, "I've been waiting for you." It won't be long now. <laughs> yeah. It could not be any creeper. He cordons her off into a side room and asks her. Um, 
you know, he wants to make Lady Mary happy. So his idea of making Lady Mary happy is have someone follow her around and report back to him what when she's I, up to. When I when he first presents the story, this idea, yeah, I'm. It kind of. I was like, okay, he doesn't know anything about her. He wants someone who's really close to her to like tell her his interest. He's like, and then tell me where she goes. Yeah, and what she does. Yeah. <sighs> why does he like? It it just sounds so vague and just like creepy like why don't you just be direct with Anne and be like is she with Matthew you know it just that's what you want to know and, and, and like he makes that clear later in the episode to Mary like you know is she still in love with Matthew like that's the problem for him um, and it's a very valid problem yeah 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 he's not a great guy but he's been he's been doing du- his part yeah he's been pretty direct outside of that um he bailed her out of the uh Vera Bates Pramuk rumor situation. Right. For well, he also, I guess, then grabbed her by the throat and reminded her that he yeah. did that for her. So uh I mean he did come he's direct. He's not a good guy. No, he's not direct he's not bad. He's not a good guy. But he's not the the worst. Yeah, he doesn't mince mince words. You know where he's coming from. Yeah, and if you don't quite understand, he'll grab you by your throat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but the funny thing is he says to Anna, like, don't tell anyone this. Like two scenes later, she's telling who he was what Carlisle had told her, like, no, he says, yeah, don't tell Lady Mary. Yeah, yeah. Or does he say don't? I don't even remember. I, it, yeah, it's just like don't tell anyone. But uh, either way, word gets around <laughs> really quickly. Yeah, well, because Hughes tells Carson. Yeah, which was which was right after Carson told like a really sweet story about Mary as a little kid giving him <laughs> oh, a kiss. Sweet story. Yeah, giving him a kiss that I meant everything. Got the best of that deal. <laughs> Getting kissed by a little child. Uh, it's a, it's a, I guess it's, it's meant to be sweet. It's not meant to be anything else, okay? He's, the way he's so like... He's just so satisfied telling the story is so strange. The, no, the strangest thing about him is he said, I thought I would die here at Downton Abbey and haunt it forever. Yeah. Like, you want to like haunt where you work? That's like... That would be hell to me. Like, just <laughs> end up back at my office place? Well, he lives there. It would be like if your office place was also your home. <laughs> like in Japan? Like how people were asleep there overnight? <laughs> like in Downton Abbey. Like, I guess, they yeah. They all live there. Oh, man. I I, I agree with Hughes when she says uh, Mary is an uppity minx. Yeah. And then like Carson just bristles at that. Like, no, 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 no. Uh, for some reason, the way like Carson was talking in that moment, too, with like his... In such a steam of Mary, I was paying close attention to his eyebrows because he has like these thick eyebrows, he has, like Muppet eyebrows. Yeah, but they looked a little manicured this episode. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's getting ready he for his new job. Himself. Yeah. Yeah, he's preparing for his new job. New but, job. But he, he doesn't want to take that. Well, job. I mean, as he as he finds he out, he doesn't want to work for a spy master. Oh my <laughs> god, it's so ridiculous. Because yeah, he he goes to Mary after he finds all this out. Like he can't do this. And why is Mary disappointed in Carson? He's a spy master. Why, why do you think he wants to work? A spy master. Mary even says that. You mean you'd be disappointed working for a spy master? How disappointed? Like, oh my God. I thought you were always fond of me, she says. like, You so, should have heard him two hours ago talking about how you kissed him that one time. Yeah, he is fond of you, Mary, but he don't work for spy masters. Yeah. He ain't fond of that. No good spy master. Oh my God. Uh, but then afterwards, yeah, so Richard later that night uh, asked Mary after she sees Matthew there or whatever, like, is she in love with him? And she says, of course not. And see, I know as as bad of a person as Carlisle is, I felt for Carlisle slightly in that moment because Mary's just out and out lying to him. 
She mm-hmm. loves Matthew. Like, come on. Like, you, sh- you it's not fair to Carlisle. Like, he's he is shelling out a lot of dough. Even if he, he is a house. Yeah. Even if he's a bad person. Like, he has all these gadgets at this house that Carson yeah. talks about. Like, this is a fancy house. You should be a little bit more fair to this bad man. Yeah. This newspaper man who could ruin you. Spy master. <laughs> spy master. The master, the newspaper master and commander. Is newspaper spy master? Oh, good, sure, all right. I, I was going for something there. We found, you, got, so you got something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, but why is Mary fond of Matthew? The boy can walk. <laughs> the boy the boy stands. The fairy tale boy can walk. <laughs> the fairy tale continues. We're back on track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just magically. Because... They were so grim about it two weeks ago. Like, he may never walk again. And, you know, if you're watching this on Amazon, you can see stills from upcoming episodes. And I think you can see within two episodes, there's one of him standing there. <laughs> I'm sure the poster for season three has him standing. That's true. He's not in a wheelchair on the poster. Of season- Spoilers if you haven't seen the poster for season three. Oh, yeah. Well, you've made it this far. He's standing. <laughs> yeah, on the poster. <laughs> I like uh, he's in... He's in bed with Bates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bates, he's just like t- asking Bates, like... What happens if I feel a sensation? <laughs> this is just, uh, yeah, tucking him in. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's a weird conversation. Don't tell anyone about this tingling as he goes to bed. After we can only assume that Bates undressed him and put him in those clothes. I think he he could hold his own a little bit with pulling his jars up. I mean, how can he reach down to the floor? <laughs> He's, his arms work. Yeah, but if you can't move your legs, how do you bend your body down? Bates, Bates is dressing. <laughs> oh, maybe he's like wearing like a onesie, so he has like some modesty or whatever. Like he has like a like a gown that he has to pull the pants up on. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Oh man! No, you know who's doing? You know who's dressing him? Mosley. <laughs> oh, no, that, that's so demeaning to Mosley. Demeaning. To- well, that is true because uh, Mosley's is. I mean. His- Footman or valet. Yeah, Carson talks about at the beginning of the, the episode how there, we can return to the life of footman being a thing. So maybe Mosley got in there I and mean, he Mos- got some it work. It is Mosley's job. We don't see him in this episode. Yeah, he, yeah. someone is putting. That's true because he does. He does work man. for for uh, the was it Matthew and all of them. Yeah. So yeah, he's pulling up his underwear <laughs> and wiping his butt. It's so wrong. I don't want to think. Think but about he that. feels the tingling. <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, and th- that tingling is real. Because later in the episode, Lavinia makes the stumble of the century. Like, she is, like, about to fall face first, carrying, like, a tray of tea. And then, like, he leaps out of his chair with Matthew to catch her. Like, he's like an NBA player, like, just... Like, jumping the Wait, stop! Yeah, his muscles, he would have fallen immediately. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, because even if you have, like, your, your feeling coming back, it's not like you have strength in your legs. You haven't been walking on him, bro. You gotta, mm-hmm. like, you know, crawl to walk. Uh, but he got her. He got her, yeah. It was like Ricky Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, you can't walk. Yes, you can, I can. You can walk. No, I can't. And then he does. I, I was like, huh? Like, but then it turns into Lord Grantham fawning over him <laughs> yeah. again. Oh, he! Oh, yeah. Grantham was like, so like everybody, wake up, giddy, fetch, fetch, Violet. Well, he was having a, quite a day. We'll, we'll get to that. Uh, but I love how they leave like Clarkson out the dry, where it's like, oh, he knew that like there was another diagnosis. He just didn't believe it. They put Clarkson on blast. Yeah, it was a spinal shock, <laughs> and uh, he didn't want to give him the hope that he could walk again. 
Thanks, Major Clarkson. Yeah. You really, really did did a good one there for uh, for Matthew. Because the other thing too is like you know, if you told him maybe he could walk, maybe Matthew would have been like more like proactive. Oh, yeah, if I have a tingle, I should tell people about. And maybe this. they could have been doing physical therapy. So in that moment that his leg needs to move, it can move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so soap opera of uh, Major Clarkson to be like that. Um, it's I mean, Matthew is like I understand. He's the one person in the room that's not like Major Clarkson. You, you well, jerk. He's just thankful to walk again. So like, I don't think he minds then. But I think he realizes that he had sort of made up his mind and he was settling into that life. So yeah. I think he's kind of like Clarkson. You know, you did what you had to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of settling in, he wants to marry Lavinia. Yeah, at Downton. At Downton, like, let's get it on. Like, uh, you know, she was there for him. And and to be fair, I mean, I think Lavinia's a good person. She seems you nice. You think? She's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she did it solid. Like, she stuck by his side without any prospect of bearing children. Yeah, she's the opposite of an uppity minx. Yeah. She's she's down, I don't know about down, but she's, 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 she's not a bad person. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um. But as the Dowager later, because, you know, when they announce this, Mary is giving, like, she's not into it. She's feigning excitement. Mm-hmm. She, she's not buying it. No, of course not. Yeah. Uh, but the Dowager tells, uh, reminds Matthew, marriage is a long business. Yeah, 40 or 50 years. Hey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you think about that ever when you think about marriage, man? I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's a long business. <laughs> it's your life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Won't be dealing with that anytime soon, am I? And I don't know. 40 or 50 years. Yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> a few years, people. Stay tuned. Uh, but speaking of marriage being a long business, though, we get we get a little light on that with uh, Grantham and Cora. How long of a business that can be. Yeah. Well, do you want to jump so quickly to that? Because the Dowager straight up goes into Matthew's bedroom. Oh, that's true. To, and in this conversation about do you, wait, the do you, marriage of being f- 40 or 50 years, she just says, like, she's in love with you. Yeah. She outright says, she's she's like, I'm doing this because of the boldness is necessary. Wait, were you concerned that the Dowager was going to go in there when Bates was dressing Matthew? <laughs> What's in his butt? <laughs> yeah. What is going on here? It uh, won't be long now. <laughs> oh, no. You, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, those are all quotes from Bates, but not from this episode. Um, <laughs> Midwife. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the Dowager, at least, yeah, she does come direct to uh, Matthew. I, I, You can see on Matthew's face that he appreciates that. Like, oh, Mary does like me. But he's like, I think he. this is the most caught up Matthew's been because Lavinia coming back was like a big deal. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Lavinia is a good girl, and he's not beholden to the money anymore. He's got he's got love. He can walk. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's got Dowton. It's and like, all his. He's already been through the whole thing with P. Gordon showing up last week, where he could actually not have the inheritance. So, like, I think he's kind of like already let go of that in his mind a little bit. Of like, is that the end all be all of my life? Like, do I really need that? Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes sense for him to be beholden to Lavinia and not just fall for Mary because. Dowager is telling her so, telling him so. Yeah. I, but the, the same thing, same time, Mary's got to just be honest and stop lying to Carlisle and Matthew. Yeah, and stop lying to herself. Yeah, yeah. 
So we were talking about Robert. Yeah, Robert Grantham. Speaking of uh, Carson not wanting to serve spy masters, <laughs> we may have another spy master. Lord Grantham? Yeah. Who's he spying on? Jane? <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed, man. He's, he's a- not spying. He's oh, he's come- up to no good. Yeah, I mean, come on. He, he goes for a long walk, and then he just happens upon Jane <laughs> with spilled apples on the grounds of Downton Abbey. I mean, that that is coincidence. Do you think he planned the walk? <laughs> It's not impossible. You can maybe put like cut a little hole in a rucksack that like caused apples you to think fall. Lord <laughs> he wanted to tell her about her her boy that he put on a good word. He's very well versed in her child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's started out the day having a long day because Cora is scolding him for not supporting Richard marrying uh, Mary, which is just like. Corey, come on now. Be realistic here. Like I, I understand Grantham being like, really, you're gonna be cool with Richard? Like, yeah. I mean, we can we can support it, but come on, Corey, give me a break. He, Lord Grantham, has some some great lines in this, unrelated to what he's doing with this. He he really has has an emotional roller coaster. Well, I mean, he says, "Was it protect Mary with a ring of steel?" Then, yes, I am silly. He <laughs> and says, he's he well, he's kind of adjusting to life after the war because he he mm-hmm. seems to say that life had value. Yeah, be- before the war. Yeah, yeah, but he still feels like he doesn't have value after the war. Now he's like beside himself. It's like the shifted dynamics. Mm-hmm. He's irrelevant. <laughs> that's that's what the war did to him. And there's a moment where. Um, excuse me, Cora, Cora says that she she refers to Matthew as lame. Mm-hmm. And he goes, can you hear the words coming out of your mouth? Yeah, yeah, can yeah. Can you hear how stupid and selfish they sound? But he's right. It's like, why are you being so mean to Matthew, She thought she was just making a comment. I. She said it, it felt kind of petty. Like, yeah, but he gets so he's like, you leave my fairy tale boy out of this. Well, I mean, he's in love with Matthew. He wants to marry Matthew. Oh, for sure. But That's why he, he's having him get married at the Downton. But there's somebody else he wants to, you know, <laughs> smooch. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He he goes downstairs. For, he, go- he wants to talk about some red wine, red red wine. Well, he's looking at the wine, and then she comes in, right? No, he goes in. I actually rewound <laughs> oh, it. Did. I rewound it four times. I I just want to make sure, like, how aggressive D- Grantham is on this, and he he wants Jane. He, he does. Well, he's confused. Is he though? <laughs> That's how they try to explain it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wrote in my phone as he did this, like, "Whoa, many H's." But, but yeah, he does say, "Forgive me" immediately afterwards, and then she says, "I do forgive you." <laughs> he says he's a foolish man. You ain't Grantham. Yeah, you had a rough day with Cora. You got caught up in the moment. Uh, I mean, it's it's not uncommon, but it's not great. No, you shouldn't do it. It's a bad it's not look. A good for look. Him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. On the spectrum of like, are you as bad as Carlisle? No, he didn't grab grab anyone by the throat, Grantham. He hasn't done that. And he but did stop it before it got any worse. So for far, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do love that. Like later in the evening, after like he sees Matthew walking, he's just like humming. He's having a great day, putting his socks he's like, on. I her. don't need to kiss this maid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He say, literally says later, "What a day." It's like, oh, hasn't it been Grantham? Hasn't it? Why don't you ask your wife? Tell her your your series of events. He is humming. He is, yeah, yeah. I I, I feel for uh, for Grantham having a good day. What? 
He had a good day. He, he his moral compass is askew. I mean, yeah, but I mean, after feeling useless for so long, I think he has things to be happy about, which is good. The only thing that went wrong for him was the the thing they keep talking about, the dinner jacket, which I did not understand. <laughs> like he says, uh, nearly put out the new dinner jacket, but heard the Dowager was dining. Uh, Bates said that, and then uh, Grantham says, mustn't frighten the horses. And then Dowager comments later, um, why not a dressing gown? Because she doesn't understand these dinner jackets. Oh, pajamas. Yeah, I don't understand this whole conversation about this dinner jacket that he didn't wear. I want to see the dinner jacket. Like, they talk about it. Is it like a smoking jacket or something? I don't know what it... I imagine... Maybe it's... we saw it at the exhibition and we just didn't know. I gotta... that's, that's pretty likely. I feel like I, if we watch back the episode, we got to see what he's wearing after he kisses Jane the next day. Maybe he wore it after that. <laughs> like, he's feeling... It's like a purple... Yeah, he's just feeling himself. Trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know who's dressed really well in this episode, though? Thomas. Barrow? Yeah. He just slick suits. Oh, he looks like a gangster, man. He hasn't got the he's top He's a public hat. enemy. Yeah, he's a public enemy. <laughs> well, did we wrap up uh, Robert? Uh, I just wanted to talk about fashion, but uh, Robert, um, <laughs> I, I, I mean. We kind of did. That's really it. Yeah, he he's, he snogs. He's he is the one who's leading the train on the everybody come look at this man stand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just look, he's going to stand. <laughs> look at now this trick. Stand, stand, stand boy, stand. And like, oh, you must sit. And Lord Grantham's like, stand, <laughs> stand, please. Bates wipe. <laughs> <laughs> Just pull up his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. So wrong. Um. But Thomas Barrow is really well dressed in this episode, man. Can we get back to that? I'm surprised he has money for it. He spent it all on <laughs> the black market. The black market. Can we talk about how stupid his plan is? Like he he plans to buy leftover uh, plans. He does. Yeah, he does. He he buys leftover goods uh, from the army and everything to later resell at a higher price. Well, he buys them in like he goes to Costco and buys them all wholesale and then wants yeah. to sell them. Yeah, individually. Because some guy was like offloading them. That like, he met in a pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How dumb can you be? Like, what? Like you got to verify this stuff when you buy it. Like, you know, if you buy... Open one. Yeah, if you buy drugs, you, you cut the bag and you, you, <laughs> you take a We've taste. Seen <laughs> We've seen enough movies where there's cocaine sold and everything. That's what you do. I don't know in real life, but that's what you do in the movies. You got to tell me if that tastes like plaster, Thomas. Um so he becomes a plutocrat, as uh, O'Brien calls him. You know, we all know plutocrats. Yeah, sure. And their their idea is to kind of scam Patmore into buying these ingredients. Scam? I don't think he wants to scam anybody. Oh, well, yeah, he wants to run game. He wants to... He wants to have a legit business, because once he offloads all this stuff, he'll have enough to be legit. He'll he'll be the original Sam's Club. Yeah. Crossco, yeah, yeah. Um, Tom's Club. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a fun place. Uh, no, no, no! Just it's smoke, a miserable place. Lonely, smoking cigarettes, <laughs> all your secrets and schemes. You know, the only way to drink there is to steal a bottle off the wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyways, Patmore agrees to it, but she wants to make a cake first. She and, wants to know what she's buying. Yeah, and Daisy uh, wants to try and help too, for whatever reason, just to put her in the episode. Well, at least she didn't mention William for That's once. True. The black armband wasn't there, right? War is over. You only you only wear the armband until the war is over. Oh, okay. See, you know these things. Yeah, you can move on then. Uh, they make these cakes and they taste like. Yeah. Shit. Uh, <laughs> they she he goes to eat the cake and it's like, what's in this cake? I can't eat the cake. 
It's plaster. She toted plaster Yeah. And then I love the scene after that. Thomas goes back to his like thing, and then he like cuts it open, and then he realizes, oh, it's all bad. Then he wrecks his whole like room. And you'd think maybe look through certain items might be okay. Even O'Brien's just like, you sure about this? You sure about this the whole time? And he doesn't do anything to like really check this out. And he thinks he's gonna like stay it down until he can get a spot. And yeah, but you wonder how much you got this guy he paid got paid because it's an elaborate scheme to make labels yeah and then like not put legit flour in there and stuff like there must be that must be like a thing probably I, not so much anymore but enough to stock an entire like little shed yeah that, that's a lot of work. army rations what was in the cans of corn i just what i wanted to know that <laughs> i definitely want to know what was in the cans and i think they show them like emptying coffee i was like that's not plaster dust man it might just be bad coffee yeah you yeah, could yeah. drink that you could sell that can of corn that does not go bad you just open it up and it's plaster <laughs> They got me again. <laughs> and the episode ends with Thomas crying too, which is ridiculous. Like, what, what a weird cliffhanger. Like, uh, he just made a dumb just business He's like decision. a bad guy. Yeah. No matter how you, like, wherever he ends up in the series of the show, at this point, we're not supposed to really sympathize with him or like Mm-mm. him, aside from the fact that we can identify with his struggle of being a closeted gay guy in a time where that wasn't accepted. But they don't even, He's mean. Yeah. yeah. And they don't even talk about that being a problem for him anyways half the time. Yeah. But he still gets the eyes from Daisy or whatever, and he's just like, get away from me. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of the Carlisle coming through. Ugh. Poor Tom. Mm. Thomas. Poor Tom. You know who's doing worse, though? Ethel. Ethel. Oh. Oy. Ethel. Oh, my God. So much time being spent on this Bryant family that, you know, we only saw this guy, what, twice? Once hooking up with Ethel and then once doing magic tricks. And then the guy died. Yeah. And his family came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And O'Brien is trying to get Ethel to bring the baby or let Bryant's mother come meet the baby. Yeah, it's like her last chance to, like, really hopefully get this all resolved. And, And it's funny, before the family gets there... Hugh, when um, Hughes goes to get her, she's sitting in this room with hanging dead birds. Yeah, it's like uh, like pheasants. Yeah, it looks like something out of like a horror room, like you know where they like keep dead bodies or something. Like, like that. I thought Babe was gonna walk him, like the like pig. Yeah, just Babe talking to Ethel. Yeah, but it's funny because like Hugh says like they're not gonna see you, Ethel, and then she decides to take it in her own hands, and they just show her running. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, "What's Ethel doing here? What's that is in that, her hands? It's a baby." Is that and she busts in? Is that Daisy who says that's a baby? It's whoever. It's it's one of the characters we don't know their names. <laughs> it's a baby. You know what a baby looks like. Uh, yeah. And she goes in there, and she has no proof to prove that the baby is Major Bryant's. And Major Bryant's father is a real piece. Yeah. I thought he was the charming Charlie guy. He looked a lot like that guy. I was a little confused for a moment, but no, he, he's not related at all to that. Uh, he's just another man with a mustache. He wears the proof. Yeah, <laughs> I love Carlisle saying to to Mary, like, "Were you aware?" <laughs> and there's like they don't touch on the rest of that scene. It's just like a weird aside of like Carlisle's like, "Did you know about this?" Like, I like that they sit down after Ethel leaves, <laughs> yeah. and Isabel's like, "So my son almost died, so I know about war." And then Mister Brian is like. 
this, this is enough. We don't want to talk to you guys anymore. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they leave. Yeah. And then after that scene, the Carla says, the child is her bastard and she has no claim to him. <laughs> well, he says the bastard. <laughs> like, it's like, he calls it like he sees it. Yeah, Carlisle, man. Yeah. And don't Mar- like him, but he's he shoots straight. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, and then Mary says so knowingly, aren't we stuck with the choices we make? Well, no, Mary. Yeah, no. You? Yeah, you just keep lying to yourself. And poor Richard Carlyle. Poor Richard Carlyle. I'm coming back around to Richard Carlyle. <laughs> oh, God. What happened to us? <laughs> yeah. We just like him on Game of Thrones. <laughs> I, yeah. And, and he's a good character. He's a good character. I hope he sticks around on the show. <laughs> I hope he's on the entirety of Downton Abbey. <laughs> so, standing right next to Matthew uh, for seasons to come. Um, but the, there, I think there's one more significant plot line to this episode. And it's very, it's very small, but a very critical development. Wow, Bates. He, oh he, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, he's uh, thinking he's in the clear. Yeah, Anna refers to him as a fiance. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, that's a big step. But he's talked to his lawyers. I oh, no, no. Who's the one who tips? Robert. Yeah, you get, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He, he Robert's lets him like, how did she get come about the poison? Yeah. Huh? Lord Grantham said something to me that made me think. <laughs> yeah. I need to get in touch with the police. Anna. <laughs> She's like, then go get in touch with the police. I think I don't know if I want to tell the police that I know. <laughs> and, and so he get, he gets a letter. Um, from his lawyer. Yeah. That shows Vera was fearing for her life from Bates. Which, I mean, we know Vera's a bad woman. But I could plausibly see her fearing for her life from Bates because he's a menacing man. No way. Really? Oh, I don't know. He, he's, I mean, she wrote a note that said he was coming and he seemed angry as he'd ever been. But you, you even said it earlier this episode, you bitch. <laughs> he said that to her. <laughs> I, 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 I get it a little bit. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. But, okay, so he he bought the rat poison. That's like the, they have a... They, <laughs> The best. You totally realize that there's this whole s- t- series of events yeah. where they were living together against his will. Yeah. Like, she wanted me to go buy rat poison. So I went to the store and I bought rat poison. There is an actual physical receipt that he bought this rat poison. Uh, for what reasons? Just I guess imagine to kill, what, like, kill rats. But She also wanted my, me to buy flour and sugar and bread. Wait, did he? Say, wait, no, no, you're not. You didn't say that. Yeah. They lived together for like a year. <laughs> so against his will, he went and bought the cheese and the milk. And now I'm wiping Matthew's. <laughs> I'm wiping his buttocks. Oh, his hands are dirty. His hands are so dirty with crime and feces. <laughs> it's bad times for Bates. It's it's looking looking pretty rough for Bates. Well, um, yeah, he's. We'll, we'll see he what, knows he didn't do it. Yeah, we'll see why what comes would, Why would Mrs. Vera Bates do this? What, make him buy rat poison? No, because she had problems. Uh, to get even with him. So she, she killed herself, but wanted to take him out on her way out? I think that's what they're saying right now. Oh. It's a pretty aggressive move, I yeah, think. Yeah, really? Like, what, do you had nothing to live for? <laughs> why don't you try to kill someone else with the rat poison and, like, he had the receipt. Um, yeah, I mean, that was a lot of... The, a lot of what happened this episode. There's a one one line at the very end of the episode where they say war has changed everyone, and Lord Grantham says, "Not me." <laughs> but it has. Oh yeah, it has. Hey yo, he found his mojo back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also find out 
that Sybil is 21. Yeah, that's that's real young. That's real young to be. It's re- real young to be uh, being told who to marry and fall in love with and stuff. A, so how old is Branson then? Do we think a couple years older? Yeah, he's got the same be. age. I think like 23, 24. He looks young, but uh, he's got a lot of experience. Yeah. But then again, he was a you know militant Irishman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anything else? No, I think that that pretty much covered it. Oh, they did. There's one line that Carson says. Where uh, Mrs. Hughes is talking about like his young life, and he goes, "I got about Mrs. Hughes. I got about." <laughs> that's and true. Most, I think that's right around when he's talking about getting kissed by a child. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I don't. I, he didn't get it. We know he got about because the charming Charlie's. Okay, we know that. Yeah, but you know, you know, Charlie Carson. It's funny. You, you, as much as he like hates that part of his reputation, I bet you the charming Charlie's got him a lot. Got him around a lot. I got about Mrs. Hughes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it, it did well I for him. I got about. So, uh, was this a good episode? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think getting past the war drama has really helped. I mean, a lot of a lot of moves happen here. Yeah, it, it leapt past war drama. Literally, if you're Matthew, you he just leapt out of there. He stood up. Yeah. And I he mean, did. He's walking. Yeah. So who's down? Who's up? My bottom number three is Robert. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why? <laughs> because. I, I am mystified by this. He, he, he What his, a day. His brain is clouded. Okay. And not great. Sure. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. He doesn't, doesn't know where his place is. No. Uh, number three, I had Ethel. Ethel's my number two. She's just been having a, a rough go of getting this baby, someone to take care of this baby. Um, so and she made a fool of herself in front of everybody. Yeah, and now she's crying, and no one, no one cares to help her. Like you know, uh, Carson's just like, get out of here. <laughs> she's thinking she's like, she needed somebody to be like make the reveal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wanted to be. She's like Drake trying to keep it for the Adidas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep the baby secret until he can make some money off of it. Nope. Nope. Well, that's what the uh, Bryants think. Yeah. That's what I got ours number two. So who's your number two then? Carlisle. Carlisle? He got burned by Anna going around and it made him look bad to Mary. Okay. That's fair. Like his plot failed, like straight up. And then he also, then Mary's still lying to him. So I go, I, I feel for him a little bit. It's not going well for him at the moment. All right. Yeah. Number one? Thomas. Yeah, it's Thomas. <laughs> it, it, it's just. He it, cries. Yeah. He sold, he lost all his money. What's he going to do? What what do you think? No, imagine do? if someone said to you like, "Hey, for all your savings, I'll give you flour and soup and corn. I'll give you a small grocery store that you can operate out of a shed." I'd say I'd like to try the product first before I buy in. But then, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. And what if this person met you met was at a pub? Like, I don't know. I'd I'd try the product first. Yeah. Like, how do you think that goes? Did he unveil like the the shed to him or whatever? Like he has led them to the shed. Like, look at they here. just gave him the like, the key to the lock. Yeah. Oh man, bad week for Tom. Yeah. Even though week. he is a jerk and a heel, and he probably doesn't deserve too much better. Yeah, but it's a quick t- come down from the war. Because even Major Clarkson, like he says, like he won't have any work for him. Right? He mentions yeah. that this episode. So. Yeah. Good old Major Clarkson. He's, who, who do you have? Oh, on the Major way Clarkson. Yeah. Honorable but mention he, as yeah. being down for not for getting his diagnosis wrong on Matthew. Trusting his gut, even though he's a, he's not great. Yep. Second time in this show that Major Major Clarkson has made a, an egregious error. What was the first one? 
the first episode with Isabel in the hospital and the the guy who she gives the shot to. Oh, that's right. He he may be bad at his job, actually. Yeah. Okay. He's just too busy keeping his mustache trimmed. I mean, to be fair to him, I think I actually noted this. Like, he's been busy with World War One, so maybe he... Yeah, the caseload is a... You know, Matthew's definitely not the only person he's been dealing with. So maybe with. that's why Matthew's also understanding. Like, he's been taking care of a lot of sick patients, yeah. so... One guy did kill himself at the, the hospital because Clarkson wanted to give him the boot. How many people have died at Downton Abbey now? Two? Um, or was that the no, hospital that was first? at the hospital. Okay. Yeah. Okay, still only one. Who's right, uh, on the way up? Grantham. Grantham's number three for me. <laughs> he had a great day. He snogged Jane, okay? He's good. Oh, I don't care. He's happy for once. <laughs> because he's he saw potentially his, cheating on his wife? Yes, and he saw his fairy tale boy walking around. He was beaming. The look on his face was just giddy joy. I, I <laughs> he's, he's doing well. Not, not, not noble actions, but good for Grantham. Sure. You got to learn to walk again somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Him? <laughs> yeah. He's got to learn to walk again. Because he, he can't walk right he's now. He's got to get a swagger back. <laughs> exactly. I got Carson at number three. Carson? Yeah. Really? Because I think that given the circumstances, he's like, he talks about wanting to be a ghost and haunting Downton. And he he's already on the fence about, Morbid. he wants to te- like keep Lady Mary in line and teach Richard Carlyle about Lady Mary. Clearly he's not going into this job because he really wants to leave down he's going into this job at richard carlisle's house because he wants to be there for mary but he did disappoint mary in this episode yeah but he also got to keep his job he would have gotten a job he's with more good pay. stories All he's right. very you want to talk about lord grantham having like one down on an otherwise up carson's pretty happy he i got about mrs hughes <laughs> that was years ago okay um number two is matthew Matthew's number two. Yeah, he's walking. It was. It was. He's my number one. It wasn't long enough where he couldn't walk. I just couldn't. I just couldn't <laughs> give it to him. It, they needed to linger till the end of the season where he couldn't walk. Okay. I mean, in the show, it's been months, so I get it. But it was too soon for me personally. I think that Matthew's number one just because he's he's back. He can he can have a child. Yeah. He wants to marry Lavinia. He's in love. You have two potential love interests. That's true. Yeah, he gets two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my number two, mm-hmm. another lucky guy. Yeah. Tom Branson. Well, he's my number one. Because it worked. He got it to work. He got civil. Like, you think, you got to think about this. He's coming from Ireland where he doesn't have much. He's a revolutionary. And he gets the hottest daughter out of Downton Abbey to agree to marry him. Things are going okay for Branson. And she comes out outright and she's like, these are the clothes from my season. Which is when, like, they were shopping her around. Yeah. And she's just like, I don't want to wear these anymore. Yeah. Let's I want to run away with you. Yeah, yeah. I think like it's it's been a long con for him, and it's actually a con. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta think some money's in the back of his head. It's gotta be. I don't care who you are. He's an Irishman who's poor. He wants to elope with her. He wants her to burn all her bridges. There's no bank account that comes with her. Oh, there's there's gotta be something there. But he thinks she's got like a twenty five grand in her pocket now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but no, he he got it done. He got it done. Uh, so it's a tale of, uh, for me, it's one Tom being down, one Tom being up this week in terms of the, <laughs> Tom, the rankings. Tom and Tom? Yeah, Tom and Tom. The Tom, two Tom B's. Tom Branson, Tom Barrow. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's about that. How many more episodes in the season? One? Uh, two? Formerly, there's one. And then in the Christmas special? Christmas special, yeah. All right, so we'll just say this now. Mm-hmm. We're going to wrap this season up as we did a season one. And mm-hmm. we want to do like a, a Q&A, something with the fans. 
Yeah. We got some love on Reddit this week for all the people that liked our, or, you know, liked or disliked or whatever our Patrick Gordon episode. Yeah. We'd so, love you hear- know, if you guys are still listening, tweet us, email us. We're on the Instagram. Facebook us, Instagram us. Well, Instagram always seems like we're getting weird. Yeah. There was a, we got a like from Menstruation Magazine today. Oh, that's just because I subscribe. Oh, <laughs> that's news to me. Yeah, you got to uh, understand these things. But we appreciate any love. So, yeah. you know, even if... So, you know, yeah. Questions, you know, anything about anything. Yeah. You know, people are always asking me in, in real life why I have a podcast about Downton Abbey. So, like, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know us personally, mm-hmm. like, there's so much more. <laughs> yeah. We're f- well-rounded humans. Yeah, we've been around. Yes. <laughs> I get about <laughs> yeah, loads we, of Grantham fans. All the time. Yeah. get about. Yeah. yeah, so we want questions. We want comments we want everything we'll fill you in next time on the lords of grantham podcast bye